Welcome to Opinions Like A.L.'s, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Bryce. Ever searching the world to find new meaning in that which is old, which has already passed me by. That was so poetic. Yeah, really, I'm just saying I'm going to download an old game I haven't played and try it. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, just, just, just playing an old game. The days of yore. The days of yore. The long, long ago. The before time. The yore, yore ago. <laughs> the before time. The long, long ago. What was that from Mad Max? Your Porrick. I knew him well. Uh, yes. The, the the long, long ago is um, is that Alien? Something like the this. before time. The before time. The long, long ago. Or yeah, is I it, think you're right. Maybe it's the kid from Alien. Maybe the kid from Alien. Uh, aliens. Aliens. Alien. <laughs> We have your woman, Outlander. <laughs> that's, from Mad, that's from Mad Max. That's from Mad Max. <laughs> that's from Mad Max. And then, and then South Park co-opted all of it. Yes. I'll God, never that... forget. Carbon. Outlander, we have your woman. Outlander. We have your woman. That was a super funny episode. The, the whole Mad Max boys versus girls thing. That was very funny. Yes. Well, and then they did a um, when the they did a Children of the Corn episode. That was also very and good. And they kidnapped the, the two visitors. That was also very good. And South, South Park, Park has had some funny shows. It's been a, it's been, it was a, quali- <laughs> a quality program. It's still pretty good. Qual- I haven't watched it in forever. I uh, I've been meaning to dip my toes into the Paramount Plus. Yeah, which is that's home to South Park, isn't it? Is that Paramount mm-hmm. Plus? Yeah. Now the only thing now is um, or are they on HBO Max? Maybe they're HBO Max. Uh, both the newer episodes. They're both the newest stuff has been premiering on Paramount, but uh, you can stream all the existing stuff on hbo wow they might have re- i don't know if they are eventually going to remove it from hbo because of paramount plus okay but right now you can do both wow okay yeah that's wild hey happy fourth of july hilton happy fourth of july mike are you celebrating i am not me neither you know uh, why uh because america is kind of going down a dumpster boy like, oh boy oh boy isn't it everything is fine yeah oh Sur- supreme court's totally fucking awesome um, um and no, totally not a corrupt uh bunch of fucking hacks that were picked by the heritage foundation and uh you know it's awesome well, no matter whether they were picked by the Heritage Foundation, they were they were put into place by um, uh, 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 a, a a Senate and presidents who who wanted less about having qualified people on the bench than they did about pushing their own agenda, despite the will of the American people. Well, and, and their agenda has been greatly swayed over the past few decades by uh, very powerful evangelical lobbying groups. Yeah, but 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 they they. they the key thing for people to focus on right now is how much your your local elections will impact what happens at the national federal level. One hundred percent. If your state has a secretary of state election coming up, pay attention. Yeah, well, because if you hear a candidate running for secretary of state saying dog whistle terms like election integrity and voter fraud. Um, they are actively planning on overturning the next election and putting in whoever they feel like deserves to be in office. Um, That is what's happening. It is a reality. For most people, what you just want to do is get involved and start voting for the people that you support. That that's going to be the number one way. Don't skip an election. We have a big runoff August twenty third here. Yeah, yeah. Just just wherever you are, just mm-hmm. just look it up on your own. Get involved on, and that way, go to your local election board yeah. website, and you can get all the information you need. 
Um, but but if yeah. you are local, uh, uh, if you are local and you're registered Democrat, August 23rd, Madison Horn and Jason Bollinger are in a runoff. But the biggest thing is not to worry about getting caught up in all the information. You don't have to feel overwhelmed by everything. Keep it very light. If you're not a political person, you don't have to jump in and suddenly get like uh, like we do or or like uh, maybe other people that you know in your life. Just vote. Just, just this is something I will never say in any other scenario. Yeah, just but, but real real quick, that, that all you have to do to keep it very simple for yourself, if you're not political, because the biggest thing we see is that people get overwhelmed by this. They they get too caught up in the wanting to worry about what's what's happening and the intricacies of it. If that's not your thing, we get it. Politics is not for everybody, but politics impacts everybody so yep. you got to find a way to dip your toes in the best you can so the one thing that i tell people is just find out when the next one is and get out there and vote because even if you um don't know a lot about these candidates you can google it while you're standing there. it's true and you can look it up on facebook while you're standing there get a basic feel for what they're about and make your pick and, and, and doing that what you don't have to get into Who's going to overturn the election? You don't have to get into what terminology you need to look for. Just get out there and vote for the people that look right to you and get in that habit. Because if you get involved in the process, even on these elections where it didn't seem like it mattered, you know, like the one, there was just one here in Tulsa a week ago, and it didn't seem like it mattered oh, years it ago. Mattered. But it matters. And if you, you <coughs> get the good people in at the base level, they work their way through politics. Politics is a job. Yeah, it's well, be it's become a career. Path before we move too far past the point, I wanted to say, I am never, ever, 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 ever a vote down ballot person. Never, I'm not the type of person who would advocate for just voting straight party or anything like that. Yeah, but, but uh, you, you, however, this is a time where if you don't know about a candidate, and especially if it's Secretary of State, and there are two people running, and there's a Republican and a Democrat, it is safer to vote for the Democrat if you don't know anything about them, purely because yeah. of the active agenda being pushed by all of these Secretary of State candidates and election uh, official candidates. Yeah, I don't. The, the down ballot thing doesn't bother me as much. I, I hope it always has me, just because it does. I, I think it I incentivizes. Hope I hope you'll take the moment to learn about a candidate, whoever whoever's. Listening. That's what I mean. I think but it incentivizes not doing that. But if you don't have the time or energy, you know what party you're leaning towards. Most people, so just then, fine. Just pick your damn party. Pick your damn party. That's fine, because honestly, we've gotten to the point where the parties really are kind of taking very strong stances, just for and against major issues. If you're, if abortion rights and the, the the abortion debate is important to you you know where you lean left or right if uh the border and the plight of immigrants uh with regards to our nation is something that concerns you you know where you lean left or right if you're um uh if you're someone that's concerned about election security in reality versus election security the kind of bullshit that Fantasy. we've seen over the last couple of years you know where you lean so if you any of these issues are something that that mat matter to you, you probably have already figured out which side you're well, on. Well, if so, so if you like, for instance, if you're someone that's worried that about there's there's this there's there's a group of people that are lying that the election was stolen mm -hmm. in 2020. If you recognize that they're liars, you're probably voting Democrat. Well, what I was about to say is if if one of the issues that you do think is worthy of voting on is having the chance to ever vote again, this is the time to vote. 
because it could be your last fucking chance. See, but again, getting getting too far into the who's I, doing what. I know, but I'm just, we just saying. Want, we got to keep people simple. If simple. there weren't a legitimate window for that to happen, I probably wouldn't be saying it. Yeah. But it's frighteningly possible, and that I feel like it's a warning that needs to be heard. Um, so yeah, anyways, the, the moral is at the end of the day, just engage, just vote. You get out there and, and get out there, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll get, I'll tell, speak personally. I wanted to be there at 7am on Tuesday, get out there right when they open, get in quick, get it done, get on with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to sit there and do that. It doesn't, it's not it's fun. very early. It takes time. And I missed it. 8.30 came and went, was just waking up. Oh no. Finally, about 9 o'clock, I crawled out of bed. About 9.30, I'm having my morning coffee, and I was just about to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get it next year. And I went, no. Just go. Thank you. And the other thing was, is it's a midterm, or it's not a midterm. It was a primary. Mm -hmm. So let's be honest. It's not going to be busy. 90% of the time, these primaries, these midterms, these uh, off-year elections... And off-month elections, when they're not in November, they have nobody there. And that is a huge problem. So be the guy that goes. That is a huge problem. And I problem. did. And I dragged my butt over to my polling place, and I went in. It was super easy. They were happy to see me because I was there. So there was all, immediately I got this endorphin boost because the group of folks at the table were like, hey, we're so glad you came. Thank you for engaging in your civic duty. You know, when I, I got to do my thing and it was fun and I, I quickly hopped on the Facebook and looked up a couple of candidates who I wasn't familiar with and I saw some photos of them at a rally that was about an issue that I'm passionate about. So I was like, okay, that's the one for me. Uh, you know, I double-checked with a couple of friends to see who they voted for. Mm-hmm. The whole thing took me six minutes maybe. Got Remind a me off Mike that we'll talk about who we voted for. Got a sticker. Mm-hmm. Stickers are fun. Love a sticker. Took my photo next to the sign just so I could encourage some other people and was home all in all in 15 minutes. Um, oh, you know what? No, no, not even because I swung and got myself a sausage roll. So not only was I home a little more than 15 minutes, but I managed to have a delicious breakfast as well. Uh, even sadder than the overall voter turnout in off-year elections and midterms and primaries is the overall voter turnout for Democrats specifically. Yeah, um, exactly. And that's another one too. Is 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 if you're uh, if you lean to the left, your party has not been passionate. If you lean to the left and you're on Facebook talking about issues and you and you're not voting, you have got to reassess your priorities uh, because you're part of the problem. Just gonna say it. Like you can talk about being on uh, on the issues all you want, but if you skip voting, you, you really have no place in the fight. You have no no no. You're you're out of your element, Donnie. You, we've seen that a lot of people who lean left just aren't as passionate when it comes to actually voting. So so if if that's the way that you lean uh, politically, I'm here to put a fire under your ass. Get out there and support your party. You know, we, we, so don't and, support. And hell, if you're on the right and you haven't been voting, I want you to vote too. I, I'm not. I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not. You, oh, I'll say I don't, but that's just me. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully, you, you know, you're, you're, you're passionate about the issues that the party has been passionate about, not about what one uh, demagogue uh, is touting. Yeah, but their past, their past things have been also very problematic. But anyways, uh, easy, easy thing to know not to support Ezra Miller. 
Yeah, that is for sure. Ezra Holy Miller, cow, this guy. Uh, this uh, person, uh, they are non-binary. Uh, My mistake. So I did we, not know that, actually. Yeah, so we will attempt to, uh, to, to respect their pronouns and whatnot. Well, uh, they have really fucked up they have they have a lot um and 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 now and like a bunch of times in a row too like well and it's one of those things rapid where fire sort of lightning round they fuck kept up. getting in trouble and a lot of the stuff kept getting touted over and over again and it seemed to get more crazy like it was really escalating yeah that's scary man that poor so, guy there was video of him attacking a fan at a convention from years ago. Recently, oh, no. he was seen trespassing in someone's home, uh, not far from his own uh, home where he was staying in Hawaii. They. They. Excuse me. Yeah, they. Thank you. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, okay. And, and that's, 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 that is a big issue for me, too, not to, not to pull a full segue mm-hmm. here. But as we uh, try and be accepting of our trans friends, mm-hmm. uh, when, when, when a person presents as strongly male or female, I just have the roughest time. Um, it's hard. It's like muscle memory. It's, and totally it's understandable, memory, but yeah. from from my son's perspective, the way that he would most prefer a person respond when that happens, because yeah. he knows it's going to happen and that it's not on purpose. Yeah. You can tell when someone's misgendering you on purpose for sure. Yeah. yeah um, right. The yeah. key is to acknowledge, correct, and move on. Move on. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Really, acknowledge the mistake, correct it, move on. Yeah, there's no need to dwell on it. You don't have to apologize. And I mention it here now because I assume there's got to be listeners with the same thought. Absolutely, because you know? because we were trained, especially me. I'm 42, going to be 43, and the idea of being able to trust that if a person presented a certain way, those pronouns were what they would want. First off, for the first. 30 some odd years of my life there wasn't even an option there that that wasn't a thing for most people it wasn't talked about widely unfortunately and, and, yeah and the trans people who were, were members of our community already by that point had not had the support the widespread support well they and they now. weren't i mean at, uh, back then i don't think any of them were were really trying to ask a lot of people to respect their pronouns because they were just wanting them to respect their existence trying to stay alive 100 percent. Right? yeah yeah exactly yeah so but and in the last few years even as we've gotten more and more uh, understanding of the nature uh, of the trans uh, experience, uh, there is still definitely a lot of growth. Yeah. What happens too many so. times, though, is someone um, messes it up a couple times and then gets frustrated with uh, the thought of having to put in the effort to not do that. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's the wrong way to go about it. Because it does. Because especially, you know, if it does it, take effort, we, we keep and talking you should ab- put in that effort because it's worth it. Yeah. Well, and it's just don't get frustrated. You know, just like that trans person who you might be talking to. They now have heard you misgender them multiple times. They're still here. They're not getting frustrated. Well, your ass with a mouth can handle it, too. That's right. You know? You could do it. Uh, what we shouldn't have to handle is criminality and abuse, and that is what Ezra Miller is accused of, they... uh, getting back to them and the person, because no matter what kind of, uh, no matter what they are in terms of their gender identity, they do seem to be a piece of shit. Um, but uh, the movie's still coming out. The movie is still coming out. Well, here's the deal. Ezra filmed the entire Flash movie. Uh, the, the, and this is a major tentpole release for WB. Uh, they have been building to this movie with this character <laughs> for years. You remember uh, they were cast um, for the Justice League. Mm-hmm. They were cast, excuse me, before Batman versus Superman. So we're talking what, like 2009, 2010, somewhere in there? <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah, it's been a minute. So they, they've been casting this role forever. Uh, and now, finally, this Flash movie is going to come out, which has turned into some kind of 
alternate reality-altering adventure, which very well may change the nature of of Warner Brothers' DC film universe at the end of the film. I just had an epiphany. What's your epiphany? Film studios need to start having a shithead clause in their contracts with actors. Yeah. Where it says that if at any point you are a shithead, we can release the movie and cut you out of the profits. And that way, all the other hundreds of people that work on these movies that are trying to make a paycheck to support their families yeah. can still make their money, but none of it goes to the shithead. Well, and this is this is the that's Flash pretty good, movie. right? It's a great idea. It's well, and and that's one thing is is at least this movie will still come out, and all those other people will still get. And I guess but they, unfortunately, so will he. And I guess they were still paid. I mean, the uh, the staff doesn't get a cut; the staff gets a salary. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. So they have been paid. So but there are there are some people who certain stars do get a, a percentage of the gross, right? But that is also something that's typically negotiated for. I think big stars. I mean, I think that's like a Kevin really Costa everybody on else is sort world. of a base. I don't think Ezra Miller's pay. getting a cut. I think he's already been paid. That's really? why. Got, that's why he has the money to go abuse people in Hawaii. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. Or anybody I, who knows about this, let us know. If you know the intricacies of who gets the cuts of the profit versus who just gets paid outright for films. Well, who is who's the um who's the actor that uh, I'm sorry, who's the comedian that was accused of grooming the girl a year or two ago? Chris, Chris Delia? Chris Delia. Wasn't he in that movie on Netflix that Zack Snyder directed that had um Batista and then oh, they, the one they took out and they put Tignataro in. They replaced in. him with Tignataro. Yeah. So now you got to wonder, were they considering replacing Ezra Miller? No, and here's why. Uh, the Chris Delia Tignataro scenes were only a few and not uh, not very intricate and, you know, um, didn't have a lot of uh, scenes with them and the other people in the same shot. <laughs> well, what about a deep fake? You've seen deep things. No, no, no. What right? I'm saying is it was a lot easier um, and quicker to be able to do that for the other movie, whereas to do that with this movie where you would have to do it in virtually every scene would take probably multiple years. Well, what about... Well, I mean, now it's been multiple years. I mean... But then you got multiple more people won't care. Yeah. Windows closed. Uh, Rest of the story's got to wait. I mean, it's been this long already. <laughs> this movie was supposed to come out People already ago. don't give a fuck about DC. Right? I just I, I, DC's become such a they've done a good enough job making us not care. They released two movies with the same name. One of them had the word the. I that's mean, that's true. DC, they really did. They threw out the rule book years ago. There's man. no rule book anymore. Well, I DC. think they've been. I think they've just been acting out of desperation for a while now. Yeah, <laughs> just, they're really grasping at straws. Well, and then they do something. And this like, had to be a real kick in the proverbial nuts to the company. Like this whole thing happening. You know somebody in a room was just like, what What do I have to do? What the fuck do I have to do? Well, because, and I mean, they probably, after the kind of mess they've made with Justice League and the story of those characters, mm-hmm. getting a kind of reset button. Yeah. Where they can finally kind of start fresh, keep what they want, get rid of what doesn't work, and get everything restarted. They, they needed that. So with this movie now fucked. And what, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? And I mean, of course, the beauty of a Flashpoint story. Do you, so, so we've talked a little bit about Flashpoint on the show over the years. Flashpoint was the DC comic story where the Flash went back in time to save his mother's life. Uh, hijinks ensue. Oh, I love he, hijinks. And he gets back, and the universe is not the same as the one he left. Back to the Future 2 style. 
Back to the Future 2 style. Only the difference is, is there is no, no Biff. There is no going back and fixing it. There is now this. This is just the, the world. Oh, but Leah Thompson still has big fake boobs. Yes, but in this case, Leah Thompson is Wonder Woman. And the only difference is she has just come over from Themyscira and has not known man for 50 years. Oh, no. She is just now learning of the existence of man's world. Do you remember how bad Leah Thompson's fake boobs looked in that movie? I do not. I do not. If you look, if you watch it again, it looks like she's wearing like a whole chest plate yeah. piece. Oh, really? Right? Instead of, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It's funny. Yeah. That movie's funny. Back to the Future 2? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's well, and what's weird too is because in Back to the Future 2, oh, okay, she had divorced her first husband and married Biff. No, so, no, he died. He died. That's what it was. He so got murdered. That's why Marty still existed. Right. Because they still had to have Marty exist. George got murdered. No, George got deaded. Yeah, by Biff. He got unalived. I'm going to kill you with the same gun that I killed your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biff murdered him. That's right. You know, um, you know, we should do a podcast that is just discussing Back to the Future 2. We should do each an episode on each movie. We well, yes, but all three of them should be Back to the Future 2. Okay. We should but we should do it as if we're doing like we should say, "Hi, welcome to our discussion of Back to the Future 3. You guys remember Back to the Future 3 where Marty goes into the future <laughs> and meets No, what we need to do is we'll talk exclusively about Back to the Future 2, but we have to rewatch all three so that we can discuss the connections between them and the lucid, the, the, the holes and all the different things. Which one was your favorite when you were 12 years old? Oh, definitely two. Okay. Yeah, definitely two. Um, Which one is your favorite now? Oh, one. One. Okay. It's the best one. It's I the mean, best one? Yeah. Okay. It, it's a fucking great movie. Okay. Um, I mean, they're all really fun, though. That's the thing. They're all really different. Three is dumber <laughs> i don't know it's it's a third one so you know it's dumb yeah it has very dumb parts for it's, sure it, for it, sure it's dumb yeah yeah it's, it's, it has wild. but it's still very fun very yeah, it's, fun, it's, fun it's, to watch. It's, it's a it's a rollicking good time it is the one though where you're finally like marty you've had two whole movies to see what happens when you lose your cool when someone calls you chicken yeah you, Can you, 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 you're, you're toxic, Marty. Your, your, your defensive masculinity is just really causing it's a problems. Little, it's a little gross how, how easy he is to manipulate just by calling oh, him a chicken. Just such a sucker for that word. Yeah. <sighs> Two's really fun, though, because you get fake Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Marty as both of his kids. Yep. So you get a little uh, Michael J. Fox and drag. You get a little bit of uh, uh, American paranoid 80s racism against the Japanese people mm-hmm. with, the, with the angry boss. You get new uh, Jennifer, Elizabeth Shue. Yep. Uh-huh. Jumping in as, as Jennifer. Yep. Uh, Flea. You get Flea. Flea's in that movie. Flea. Uh, uh, speaking of Flea. Plays Needles. Needles, yes. Have you... Oh, man. Uh, dare I say a spoiler for, for the, the newest uh, Star Wars show. Have you Spoil seen it. Obi-Wan yet? <clears throat> nope. Flea is an Obi-Wan. Fuck yes, bro. You need some Flea, you get Flea. Look, I'm probably still not going to watch it, but I'm <laughs> pumped for Flea. I got to tell you, Obi-Wan was good. Okay. I, uh, I, I wrapped it up last week. Um, really enjoyed it. There is some people on the internet who did not love it. Uh, I think those people are fools. 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 
I'm just. I sorry. I th- I started thinking you about. You fool! <laughs> I started thinking about the silliness of the scene with Flea in, in Back to the Future Two yeah. in the future with where, with yes, where they're on like a business call and Flea is dressed like '80s like businessman, but it's supposed to be the future, you know. So he's like dressed like business guy, but he's still calling him Needles. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. very funny to me. Well, that would make sense that you would keep your your street name when you're in the corporate world. Absolutely, you Mr. Needles. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, Mr. Needles, Mr. Toxic is here to see you. Anyways, um, so the, are you gonna see the Flash? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I for I I think Flashpoint. Uh, first off, the kid's already been paid. Uh, you said this follows the Flashpoint story? Yeah, and to some degree. It's okay. also the one with Michael Keaton. We've talked about Michael Keaton's Batman. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, my, uh, my, 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 that's my cocaine! <laughs> Michael Keaton is on, uh, is going to be back as Batman. I got to see that. Um, uh, and I do want to see what they do to try and change this DC uh, uh, cinematic universe. To write the ship, as it were. Yeah. If and, possible. And really, I, I 100% hope that he gets back to the main timeline at the end of the film, <coughs> and they have now cast a different actor. As <laughs> That'd be fucking rad. Like, it just pulls up, and it's just like, you know, like, I don't know. like it's fake Crispin Glover. Topher Grace or something. <laughs> yeah. Just shows up. Oh, that'd be rad. It's like, what? Oh, I look different. Roll credits. Yes, that would be fucking cool. I watched the shit out of that. That'd be a cool power move. Because then they just got to redo one scene. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You reshoot one scene, that's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. That or just deep fake the whole goddamn thing. Just If just, you can. Just CGI it, man. You got, you got kids that want to show off their skills on the YouTube. I don't think DC's got the money. Well, you know, okay, but do you remember? So, like, immediate, so Mandalorian Season 2 comes out. Spoilers for Mandalorian. Mandalorian season two comes out. The last episode, Luke Skywalker shows up. Uh? CGI'd. They took old Luke and they CGI'd him young and they completely redid it. So he was supposed to look young. And he looked okay. But then a week later, uh, uh, some rando on the internet puts out a video of the deep fake he was able to do. And it looks exactly like fucking Luke. Wow. Like it's amazing. I'm going to pull that up real quick. So okay. Kill time for a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to share with you a little bit of beat poetry if I could. Um, a, a beat, a beat, a beat, 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 beat on my beat. The beat on the beat. Beat kids. <laughs> Do you remember that segment from Wonder Showsen? That was a fun show. Uh, okay, so this is the one, this is the real one. So there's the difference. There's the original on the left, and there's the deep fake on the right, and that's Mando. But, um... And, oh, shit. And you can yeah. see they're both fine. The one on the right is significantly better, though. The shading's different. The features are a little softer. He just looks more like original Luke from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that guy, they turned around and hired him. Really? Yeah. They were like, oh, yes, obviously you I mean, need that's, to work here. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, oh, shit, this guy's better than the one we have. Sorry, guy we have. You're an assistant now. You did a bad job. And then spoilers for the book of Boba Fett. Uh, Luke apparently comes back towards the end of that. And we see more of him. Uh, now done by the guy who they have hired after the end of uh, season two of Mando. Uh, and it's allegedly even better. Although, admittedly, I have not watched the book of Boba Fett yet because I heard it was pretty mediocre. Yeah. 
Um, so definitely this stuff can be done. You know, you want you want uh, the Flash to be Luke Skywalker at the end of the movie? Looks like it could happen, you know? So this is Luke after Return of the Jedi, right? Exactly, yeah. This is a few weeks after Return of the Jedi. And he's like, I need to go get Yoda's kid? Well, he grow Question mark? Not Yoda's kid. Just, uh, just Relation? A, uh, we don't know. Um, just same species is all we know. But we don't even know the name of the species because that's what George Lucas did. What a weirdo. He decided he was not going to come up with a name for Yoda's species and that was just going to not be known. So, but. Well... But uh, Ezra Miller should not be known, so hopefully that will happen eventually. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Clerks 3 is coming. I am actually kind of excited for this one. I don't know why, but Clerks 2 was pretty fun. Clerks 2 was fine. Um, It kind of hit at the right time for me um, because I think I was in college or just after college at the time. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously nowhere near what Clerks was, but Clerks was its own thing. Clerks can never be, like, fully, like, recreated. Yeah. Clerks, the original Clerks was, uh, you know, it was a phenomena of, of of indie filmmaking for the time, you know. Yeah. For an indie film to come out in that Taught me the, the word 90s. ruse. <laughs> really? I don't appreciate your ruse, madam. My what? Your ruse. Your cunning attempt to trick me. <laughs> you remember that? I do. I do. <laughs> um, Clerks 2, of course, was a major... Blockbuster motion picture uh, <laughs> at the height of Smith's career. I mean, I wouldn't call it a major blockbuster. It didn't do like super duper well. I mean, it did fine. I mean, it was, I, I don't it was know a Kevin Smith movie, the heart of his career. I'm sure it made bank. You know, I don't think it made blockbuster numbers. That's a good question. Is there a, is there a money like is there a number you have to hit to be considered a yeah, blockbuster? Yeah, you're right. Twenty seven million. That's not a lot. No, it's not. Wow, well, you're right. What was the budgie? Uh. Five. five. Five million. I mean, so it made money. Yeah. It made 22 mil. Yeah. So that's pretty all right. But still, yeah, it's not like blockbuster numbers. Yeah. Look up is like, uh, what does it take to qualify as a blockbuster? <laughs> How much is a blockbuster card worth? <laughs> 400 million. Holy oh. shit. Oh, costs. Oh, no, no. The average, oh no, the average blockbuster costs over four hundred million. Wait, that's so it's not saying. Is that is that talking about blockbuster video? <laughs> okay, what makes a movie a blockbuster? Here we go. <laughs> Fuck you, ad. It doesn't really say specifically, does it? Yeah. Uh, they're like, uh, you know, if like fucking people really like it. Big fucking movie. Yeah, right. Big I don't fucking know. movie. I would imagine if it makes like I don't know. I don't know. I, I I I'm sure it will be popular. I guess it won't necessarily be a blockbuster I if think I don't know what that means. The way that it was wording it, it made it sound a lot of it has to do with how big is the budget. Yeah. Like if it's got a huge buzz budget, then it's a blockbuster. Got to have a. Uh, you got to bust that block. Got to bust the block, yeah. Bust that block, baby. Be block busting. Block bust, baby. Yeah. Block, block bust, bust baby. baby. Shut. Beck nah. says he regrets not letting Weird Al Yankovic cover "Loser" for a parody. Yeah. It was going to be called "Schmoozer." Aw. 
Huh. Well, because I, I have to imagine that when your song comes out, you don't want it to be mocked. Well, can I venture a guess as to why this didn't happen originally at the time? Why? Uh, because Beck was active in the Church of Scientology, and oh. I'm willing to bet someone in the church, uh, you know, there's no... Celebrities within the Church of Scientology have handlers. They have people that, from the church that basically go everywhere with them, including press things. Um, and I imagine someone within the church was like, um, no, we're not going to let Weird Al make fun of one of your songs. Um, I mean, that would just be my my guess. Huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah, could very well be. Is he not involved with the church anymore? He is not. <laughs> okay. Yes, he has come out and said that he is not involved with the church any longer. But he was, uh, I believe he was brought in by his parents, who were Scientologists. Yeah, I guess he says in the interview that part of the reason why was because at the time he was being called a one-hit wonder or a novelty act. Maybe he felt it would fuel into that. But, of course, uh, uh, definitely not considered that anymore. Uh, he's had plenty of hit albums um, and kind of proven that what was maybe considered an eccentric style at one time is just his style. Yep. You know, and, and I've always liked Beck. Uh, same, and I keep coming back to him. Like, I was, uh, I was, I was bummed when I learned he was in the church, and I was stoked when I found out he left. I like Beck because he has grabbed me uh, in multiple ways and styles over the years. For sure, uh, he has he has gotten me with slower, more thoughtful pieces, with uh, high energy stuff, and then after years away, I found new hits of his to really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, which I which I like. So also when I was uh, younger and and had a uh, floppy hair of my own, I was occasionally compared to him, which I didn't mind at the time. Well, I mean, let Weird Al do it now. That's true. Where's the Weird Al classics? Let him go back through. Yeah, man. You know, the way that like me first would just go through through do, older yeah, songs, do themes, th themed albums. You know, themed Al bums. Ah! Bam. Bam. Boom. Bam. Pow. Pow. The Al Yankovic themed <laughs> albums. <laughs> Give me a little bit of that album on an album. <laughs> Quality content. God, it's just so good. It's I watched so good. Um, Everything Everywhere all at once last night. You did. Tell me everything except for don't spoil it. <laughs> I will not spoil it. Uh, this will be a non-spoiler Is it really good? Review. It is really, okay. really good. Okay. Really, really good. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, really fantastic performances. Weird in just the right ways, right? Yeah. Does yeah. it have some of that being John Malkovich kind of weird weirdness to it? Because it had that feel in the trailer to me. Um. No. Okay. Um. The, it gets very weird. Right. Incredibly weird in ways. Holy shit! That was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it was Jamie Lee Curtis. We talked about that in the trailer. I forgot all about that. Wow. She, yeah, she looks very different. She is pulling some Charlie's Theron level of hiding there. <laughs> uh, the The entire cast is fantastic. Um, uh, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Kihei Kwan uh, are, are absolutely fantastic in the, the main two lead roles. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is great. Stephanie Sue, Stephanie Sue, Shue, I'm not sure how to say her last name. Uh, she was really, really good. I'd never seen her before. Uh, James Hong, of course, classic actor. Uh, he was great. 
Uh, James Hong's one of those people where if you hear his name and you're like, I don't know who that is, you know who it is. Oh, you've seen it. You him. don't he, think he you was, know? He but is, you know. He was he for years he was the Asian man when in the script movie. called for Asian man. Especially in comedies. And to see him Especially he Especially in comedies. He plays the patriarch of the family, the granddad okay. in this movie. And and to, when they when he shows up and he's in a wheelchair and he rolls up and you're just like, Yes, you know, you're like, even okay, if you so don't what know a great his, choice. Even if you don't know his face, you know his voice because he's in Kung Fu Panda too. Exactly. He's uh, he's Poe's dad. Oh yeah, yeah, he is Poe's dad, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the the whole cast is good. Uh, Jenny um, Slate, that's cool. Yeah, I like uh, her. Harry Shum. Yeah, that that's it's where this movie goes and where it pulls lessons, uh, where it pulls uh, examples of beauty of the human experience. That's what I've heard a lot. Is about. very surprising. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the twists and turns, how stuff all connects at the end. Um, very rarely did it slow to a point where I wanted to look away, but it does occasionally. Um, and so, so do not look away. Look away, look away. And and it's a big put your fucking phone down movie because it is, uh, one of those, if I had not been in that mode and I do that now when I'm, when I want to watch a movie or watch an episode of something, I put my phone over on the far side of the table. Smart. Just so that like, and, and angled so that when a notification pops up, I can see if it's the group chat or Ooh, a Fox 23 notification. Get yourself a smartwatch, man. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Well, no, because then I got a chance. I, then I might check it. Then I might check it. And if I just see it's the group chat, I'm like, okay, I can check that later. But that's what I'm saying. It, you could, you just look and it says... Yeah. There's a reason I have it over there. Okay. There's a reason there's no touch screen closer to me. I see. But, uh, but yeah, but even so, there was only there was a couple moments where I might oh, have Oh, you think it. you'd like expand I would. it? So, yeah, I'd start reading. Yeah. But um, it's but, easier than you think not to. But most of the time, the movie definitely kept moving at a pace. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you wrapped up in it? So sorry. Did you rent it? Uh, no. I okay borrowed it from a friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> that friend so, being the internet. Yar. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I did, in fact, borrow it from a friend. If my friend happened to sail a ship on the jolly open seas, that's their fucking business. <laughs> of internet piracy? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Allegedly. But the movie was great. Um, uh, the special effects were solid. The um, <laughs> the twists and turns, uh, the music, the, 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 the themes, the, the, for a movie that is very fantastic and, 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 and dealing with these bold sci-fi concepts... There is a very human story there, uh, and I really enjoyed that, especially the denouement of the movie very much revolves around the interaction between a, a small couple of characters. Um, the protagonist-antagonist um, um, uh, relationship is very, very interesting. Uh, it's fascinating, Mike. You and the family would love it. Uh, you know, um, I believe I would. I, I, I think uh, even uh, even your son would, would get a kick out of it. Yeah, he probably would. Uh, the little one, L is probably a little too young for it, but everyone else. For sure, Eleanor's uh, too young. Yeah. Uh, so. It's not. Is it rated R? Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even. Even. Yeah. Yeah. You're. There's. <laughs> yeah. There's um. Some stuff not for. There's right. plenty of stuff. <laughs> there's a couple of scenes that are. I just, don't know, man. 
He's kind of at one point. He's someone... kind of watching whatever the fuck he wants nowadays. There's nothing he's not aware exists, but Fair. there is a few things that you're going to be like, "Wow, I just watched this next to my son." That's what I was just about to say. In reality, <laughs> what it is, y'all. I was going to say what it is is that we'll let him watch it, but we're just not watching it together. Maybe yeah. Like you watch it, we'll watch it, and then we'll talk about it because we then we can skip over that part. So so it deals with the multiverse. The 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 the, the trailers make that obvious. Mm-hmm. So there's a. Just like in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you deal with a wide variety right. of the what-ifs of what could be out there. And I will say, there is one scene where what was batons, like police batons, become giant dildos. Yes! So, if you want to see some impressive dildos... Well, you know, I, I know that Rhett had a very early exposure to dildos, thanks to our great friend, Paul Tay. <laughs> yeah, well... Paul Tay teaching kids in Tulsa about dildos since yeah, 1976. Fucking dickhead. That guy's the worst. Yeah, if you're listening, fuck yourself forever. Paul, uh, Paul Tay is an example of what happens when uh, the mental health deficiencies of our culture run headlong into the uh, pitfalls of instant celebrity uh, social media stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like... Um, not to make light of, of mental illness in any way, but no. um, one can can legitimately have a mental illness while simultaneously also just legitimately being an asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just a scummy guy. He's too. just... He, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but back off, Matt Damon. Uh, Matt before, Damon? Yeah, you've seen his uh, debate stuff, right? You've never seen Paul Tay, the Paul Tay Matt Damon bit? What? Oh, my God. You've Wait, never, you, you never saw where Paul where Paul Tay interrupted the Dewey Bartlett debate? I did see that, but what about? What, did he say something about Matt Damon? Yeah, the uh, security guard that went to take him off stage had a blonde haircut and kind of was a little beefy dude, and he went he like went up to him and, and Paul Tay looks at him, he's like, "Don't touch me, Matt Damon," <laughs> or something like that. It, it, it automatically, uh, whenever you typed Paul Tay, the first result was Paul Tay Matt Damon. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here uh, it's for the debate, and it's been very good, very vigorous. We appreciate that very much. It is now time. And my name is Paul Tay, yep. and I'm also running for mayor. Uh, these gentlemen have um, now Paul Tay has interrupted the debate. I deserve, I deserve my time. Hey, there are five candidates care. here. I deserve my time. Paul. You are blocking hey, our time. I have Paul. a, I have a voice, sir. I have a voice, and I will, I will do it. I will, I will. Bynum's fucking shit-eating smirk in the back. It is the platform. No, you not. are blocking other voices. We have other voices, sir. I'm going to ask you to step off. No, I will not. Step off. I scream. will not step off. I will not step off. You get it? Turn it off. Let's get security. Turn it off. Get it. Go get it. Turn it off. Mr. Tay, please. <laughs> no. No. You are. You have blocked me one too many times. You have blocked me. You have blocked other candidates one too many times. I'm tired of it. I am tired of it. You can hear somebody laughing in the background. Come on. Get it. Come on. Get security. Get me out of here. Come on, Matt Damon. Get me out of here. That's hilarious. Come on, Matt Damon. Get me out of here. Hey, respect. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. Oh, Paul Tay. Uh, and, and, and that's you know what that was? So that's the mayoral debate in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What is it, a couple of years ago? Uh, 2016, 17, 18, yeah, somewhere. Two there. Republicans debating each other. Yeah, uh, Dewey Bartlett versus... Great, um, great debate. G.T. Uh, uh, Bynum. Bynum. And there was. There was three other candidates, but because Bartlett and Bynum were the only ones polling high enough, 
they were the only ones invited to debate. That is wrong. Exactly. That is wrong. I mean, it's wrong. Fundamentally wrong. It's wrong. I understand why they do it when there's a field of 20 candidates, because you can't have a debate when everyone... But you can't only have two. Exactly. Exactly. It suggests that they're the only ones, and it's it's unfortunately... And, but, and, and you also, you definitely can't have a, de- a, a quality debate with only one party. Like, to think that there was no Democratic mayoral candidate worthy of being on the stage to debate them, I find that hard to believe. Even if they weren't polling high enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you still put an, a Democrat on. You still have to have at least one voice from the other side. Like, what's the point of a debate? Well, and I mean, but that also oversimplifies it because they're not the same voice. Bartlett, you know, uh, Dewey Bartlett and G.T. Bynum had pretty different views, for example. Yeah, and they, they both know. suck, but, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but so so there's definitely a reason why you still would want to hear from... You can, you can have a debate between candidates even if they're on the same party. Um, well, sure. I mean, if it's a... Well, you could before the last president because even the Republican Party had differing views back then, but... You know, now even that's kind of shrinking. Yikes. So, which is which is why I said earlier, like, honestly, if you're a Republican, you know, I do want you to get out there and get your voice heard, too, because chances are you're not a Trumper. You know, the, the, there's... Well, there's, if you're listening to this show... Yeah, right, yeah. They're, they're, but there's plenty of traditional Republicans still out if there. If you're a Trumper and you're listening to this show, you're listening out of spite and respect. <laughs> or you saw the hashtags and you're just like, when is it going to come <laughs> up? When's the Trump segment? <laughs> I'm here strictly for the Trump miscavige content. <laughs> oh, it's all day, baby. <laughs> it's Shelly all in it. there. It's all the subtext is all there. Just tell us where Shelly is. That's all we want to know. Where's Shelly? Where's Shelly, David? Every uh, every journalist needs to be asking Tom Cruise where is Shelly Miscavige every time they interview him. Yeah. Where is Shelly Miscavige, Tom? I uh I I I have to uh I have to pivot to some talk about uh video game news. Pivot! And, and, and uh, I have to pivot to, to the talk of some video game news. Uh, That's okay. I'll one-side you some basketball news in a minute. Sounds like a deal. The uh, video game industry has lost uh, one of the people that helped shape it uh, and someone who I have had been oddly fascinated with in recent months. So I wanted to give a shout-out uh, and uh, take a moment to honor. Was there something in particular that piqued the interest in them? Me? Yeah. No. Because well, you said it started... Before this yeah. news. Oh, yeah. So Bernie Stoller was the man behind the launch of the Sega Dreamcast. And he <coughs> took over. And the PlayStation. Uh, he, he he played a large part in the design of several PlayStation early PlayStation franchises. As gotcha. Well. But where he made the most headline news was when he took over Sega. Probably because he'd already made a name for himself over at Sony. Okay. So stepping into the role at, at Sega was a big deal. Um but it was also because it was at the point where Sega's uh, Saturn system had proven to be a pretty big failure in the States. And he was the one to decide that they were just going to kind of cut and run from that and start aiming towards a new console <laughs> a little faster than a lot of people expected. The Saturn came out in 95, and then by 99 is when uh, the Dreamcast came out. So, so by 90, I want to even say 7, he may have stepped into the role at Sega. I was already talking about this stuff. Definitely yeah, my right. friend Eli had a Dreamcast, and we played the shit out of it. And that's one reason why I wanted to talk about uh, him is because um, the launch of the Dreamcast was kind of a big deal for me. Um, and it was the first time that video games that really looked arcade perfect came home. Um, and it was the... Uh, I was in college at the time, 
And it was the time when I first came to video games as a kind of a semi-adult and was able to really um, care about who is at the wheel of a company. Mm -hmm. So which is why I think he kind of stands out to me. I mean, we all know Miyamoto and, and his involvement with Zelda and Mario and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. but, but people don't talk about, um, you know... Um, uh, who the president of Sega was back in the day. You know? Right. You know, but to talk about who the CEO of Sega was in 98, 99, that's, uh, and, okay, I do see here he joined Sega in 97. That makes sense. Uh, and, and for him to make such bold moves as to completely toss aside their two-year-old system, right. start from scratch, and be semi-successful. When the Dreamcast came out, it was technically a success for a year. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the PlayStation 2 launched when it just kind of was like, oh, yeah, no, this will not be a thing. Yeah. This is not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we like this one better. Yeah. Yeah, it had almost the Xbox-style controller. Uh, well, what it actually was was the Sega Saturn uh, analog controller. Have you ever uh, seen that? Uh-uh. Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of those very square-like... Uh, ugh! That is an abomination. Right? The Sega Saturn analog controller came out when, when there was one analog game for the Saturn. That is... Nights into Dreams. Trash. Uh, it's actually not bad. Nope. It, 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 it fits in the hand really well. That's what she said, but... Uh, <laughs> also, no. Yeah. Just, it's, so, it's like a... It's like a Roomba and a controller had a baby. But if you take your hand like this, it actually is designed, and it fits kind of perfectly right there. It's uh, pretty great. But then if you take that and you go back over to, you can see where they kind of just sliced off part of the top, cut a little wedge in the bottom, and it's just wow, kind of the you're same right. thing. You're right. Yeah. Took Wild. away some buttons, went from a six button down to a four button, which I'll never understand. Wild. Um uh, Dreamcast. Oh, did it have triggers? Yeah, it had triggers as well. And they yeah. took them away? Uh, no, the Dreamcast had triggers too. Oh, you said four button? Uh, four button on the front. Oh, the, uh, it used to have... I see what you mean. Yep. On here. A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Is that what it was? Uh, on the six button, it was X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A, B, C. Talking about X, Y, Z. Easy as one, two, three. A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Baby, you and me, girl. Yeah, right. Sega, what up? All right, Bernie Stoller. TM. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. So, But so, for some reason, that weird old dude just kind of left a mark on me. So, okay. And he has passed. He has passed at 75, so we will not be relaunching any systems for anyone else. Uh, going. Maybe God. Maybe God's, <laughs> God's got a big launch coming up. Needed someone to help oversee it. He's like, God, I need someone to make me better console. Man, wouldn't they, I, I wish they would do that. That. Do you think God, when he's exasperated, says, God! <laughs> No, you. But you know how, like, um, you know, like, uh, when when someone, when someone dies, they they say that God needed that person, and it's all like, I guess God just needed another teacher in heaven, and that's why Mrs. Johnson had to be passed. Yeah, that's you know? malarkey. I mean, d d d what if they did that for every role? Like, what if when I die, they're like, oh, I guess God just needed someone <laughs> to run his mid-level TV news market uh -huh. station. <laughs> Oh, man, does that mean when I Market die? Market 61 in heaven's got you now. Does that mean when I die, God like, just really needed some weed? God, God really needs someone to run another dispensary for. <laughs> you oh. got yourself a butt tender now, Lord. 
Yeah, no, thank you. I do not want to run a dispensary. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is not fun. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to run TV news in the afterlife, Big G. Just, mm-hmm. just save, save. I'm not trying to run Big G TV. All right, Big G TV. It's not not going to be the station I work at. That's that's not where I'm going to work at Big G TV. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe um, Heaven News. You know, maybe uh, Maximum News. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did I just name drop? Name drop. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Speaking of playing, you've been playing anything fun lately? Um, you know, the huge baby new basketball. season of my team just dropped on uh, NBA 2K. I saw, we just had go ahead. I saw you playing some kind of card game when I walked in. What was that? So the my team function of NBA 2K is uh a th- it's basically you collect uh, all these different versions of cards. Some are player cards. Some are coaches, playbooks, um, shoes that can boost stats for players, um, different things like that. And then there's all sorts of um, different games that you play uh, to or- earn XP, to earn more prizes, which are essentially just more cards, more players. So you build, you know, you build your dream rosters. You can auction off cards you don't want. You can for um, money to turn around and buy more cards. Correct. And is this real money or is this like some kind of play money? This is virtual money. Okay. Um, now you can spend money on the virtual currency. Yeah. Um, but there's also the my team currency, which is all just within the game. Okay. And that's what's used within the auction. Okay. So that the auction house is no person to person actual like money being exchanged essentially like okay they haven't spent money on the points that they're using to get the stuff yeah um but you can use actual money to buy coins to buy other cars that you can then auction off okay um but yeah so you you build your dream team uh i just got uh isaiah thomas nice uh classic point guard uh right now my uh my lineup is pretty stacked i got Isaiah Thomas, Julius Irving, Ooh. Paul George. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, 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 Hakeem Olajuwon at the center. No, these are a lot of names from throughout basketball history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the classics are in there. So you really have like an all-star team uh, to, to, of, yeah. of all stars. I've, I've got Steve Nash and, and Allen Iverson on my bench. Really? It's like, as in those are not the men that you choose first. For starters. Those men are just Isaiah Thomas just is my case. starter because this, there's also different versions of many different versions of the same player, right? So you can get ones that are higher rated, lower rated, different points in their career. Okay. Um, you know, you get one version where, uh, you know, LeBron's with Cleveland. You get one version where he's with Miami. You get one version where he's with the Lakers. Why would you want a Cleveland LeBron versus a Miami LeBron? Um, Miami LeBron, a little bit later in his career, more developed at different parts of his game. So his stats are going to be different. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's also ones where... Um, no matter what their real life stats were, like the Isaiah Thomas I just got is a quote invincible Isaiah Thomas. Ooh. So pretty much all of his stats are ninety six to ninety nine. Wow. Um, yeah, he's pretty lights out. It's it's rad. That's why he my starter. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's really super fucking fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely expands the the game a little bit beyond just playing. You know, the same version of a five on five game over and over and over again. You can play five on five. There's three on three games. You can play online. I I choose not to. 
um, just because it's a pretty toxic environment, online play, uh, and I want no part of that. What about, um, uh, do you, are you now just OP? Like, do you just crush every team you face? No. Um, there are certain, it's, it's kind of, so there's seasons, like for however many days you play one season and there's different goals, right? Um, some of the goals are easier, but then you get to points where like to get certain rewards, it, it gets very, very difficult. Yeah. You know, you're playing against teams of every player is 99 maxed out. Um, you know, there's one where I, it took me nine tries to beat one team. Oof. Wow. <clears throat> uh-huh. But I fucking beat them. You got them though. Goddamn right, it did. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I won the game with a really cool dunk with Julius Irving. <laughs> Dr. J in your face. Uh, also, uh, just a real quick uh, real-life basketball update. We had the uh, the NBA draft. What? Uh, the they NBA have drafted draft. again? The Thunder once again pulled uh, four players out of the draft. Three of them came from the top 12 picks. Oh, wow. They got number two, number 11, and number 12, and then number 34, uh, the fourth pick in the second round. They, Hilton, you'll like this. They uh, they drafted two players with the same name, Jalen Williams. Two players named Jalen Williams. One is spelled J-A-L-E-N. One is spelled J-A-Y-L-I-N. And uh, since the Thunder is a fun organization, they immediately put both of them in Thunder uniforms and recreated the two Spider-Men pointing at each other meme. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was very funny. That's pretty great. It was awesome. The Thunder recruited both of them? They, they drafted both of them. Wow. Yes. That's wild. Um, they do play different positions. Um, and then the number two pick, uh, Chet Holmgren, a lot of people had him going number one. Uh, he's a seven foot shot blocker, uh, that can shoot 40% from three point land, which Oof. is almost unheard of. They call the, they call the seven foot center that can shoot threes, uh, the unicorn in basketball. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he, he is that, Yeah, that's uh, like a bisexual girl who go home with you. Yeah. He's going to, I mean, he's going to shoot threes and then he's going to get you like two plus blocks a game. Yeah. Cause he's huge. He's got to hold his hand up. Stop well, yeah. that ball. You can be huge and not be good at blocking the ball, though, because you can foul people. It's it's about getting to the ball, not the person. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's more skill than you think. I, well, that I know. For like, sure. For definitely sure, more for than sure. I think. Well, yeah. I don't know shit about shit. But uh, so it's really exciting. We could potentially, I mean, they're all super young. and uh, But, you know, we got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, and uh, Chet Holmgren uh, now who could potentially be a, a future big three. I got to say, it's now getting a couple of years since we talked about the Thunder getting into the rebuilding years. Mm-hmm. We are, we're almost rebuilt. And here's the thing. I Somebody online uh, the night of the draft uh, that wasn't a fan of Chet Holmgren, um, and the one thing about Jeff, Chet Holmgren that worried me as a basketball fan is that he's very tall, but he's very thin, yeah. which means he might injure easily. But his college career, he's had no, no problems with injuries. He seems to be a pretty solid guy. <clears throat> anyway, some guy online said something about uh, Sam Presti doesn't know how to draft for shit. Last year, he takes the Australian kid. This year, we get Chet Holmgren. Um, Sam Presti is the only general manager in NBA history to draft an, a future NBA MVP, meaning MVP of the league at the end of the year, right? Most valuable player of the whole entire league. Yeah. No team has ever drafted two future MVPs in a row 
Mm. He drafted three in consecutive years. Oh, wow. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. He drafted them in consecutive years. All three became NBA, NBA MVPs. So who's saying he doesn't know how to draft? Uh, some fucking idiot that doesn't know shit about basketball. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the future's looking bright. Uh, being a contender might be closer than we think. Uh, it may not be this year, uh, but it's 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 getting very fucking close. And we still have a shit ton of future draft picks to work with trades. Um, Interesting. Kevin Durant just requested a trade. Really? Out of Brooklyn. I would not particularly want him back in Oklahoma City. Just, you know, bad taste. But, you know, uh, at the same time, it'd be very hard not to uh, say yes to one of the top 12 best basketball players of all time, probably. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things we got to kind of balance the history there with <laughs> with what do you get? You want to win a championship yeah. now? Because <laughs> yep. you probably could. That's a thing. With who they have now, if they were to somehow pull off a trade for Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. they they would be contenders immediately. Yeah. It's wild. Anywho, and that would be pretty crazy for Kevin Durant to to win with a bunch of like super young kids. Oh yeah, That'd like be cool. pretty much everybody on the team is is very young. We've got a couple of veterans. We got Derek Favors, uh, Mike Muscala, J. Michael Green. We just traded for, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, you know nothing about that. None of it. No, 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 those. But it was very fun. More and more obscure. More and yep. more obscure. Speaking of obscure names, uh oh, we're gonna swing it back over to Sega one last time. They announced another mini system. Oh, they're gonna do a Mega Drive Mini two. And Mega Drive was their Japanese Genesis. So would we see a Genesis Mini 2 over here? So, oh, oh, so like the it would look mini like, console. Exactly. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was their handheld, the color handheld? The Game Gear. I had one of those. It was Did you? fucking rad. It was pretty rad. I had one as well. Um, why haven't they re-released something like that? They did. Did they? They did. Oh, damn. They Game Gear Mini... Or the Game Gear Micro, excuse me, came out a couple of years micro? ago. Micro? I don't want a micro. And that's, that's too small. that's why you don't want to know, because it is tiny as hell. No, I don't want that. They released it. It's about, the screen is like the size of a penny. Is there one in between the there's first and that? There's not. This is a novelty item that Sega released in Japan. They released four versions of it. It comes in four colors, and each one actually has four games on it. Sega, get it together. Get us a Game Gear. But look at how tiny it is. I don't fucking want that. (laughs) It's cute for a decoration. It's cute and novel. And we've talked about... Do you have one in that bag? No, I don't know. (laughs) You pulled that bag out with a way that was like, I'm about to reveal. (laughs) Well, I do have a tiny video game system in here. And we've talked about the the Ardu Boy before. Ardu Boy? But... There's the Ardu Boy, which has got a tiny screen on it as well. Yeah. Castle Boy. Yeah. A little tiny Castlevania game. That one's black and white. So I dig the concept of tiny video game systems just because of the novelty of it. Well, yeah, and but I mean. It can fit in a credit card. <laughs> that one is pretty wild. Did you see that it actually plays? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But uh, so I, I dig the, 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 the appeal of this. Yeah, but I want to play it. Yeah. And you can physically play it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean. I want to. I can't see that. Yeah. My eyes are not that good. I, uh, my eyes aren't good for any screen anymore. I'm starting to need glasses to play everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been. Uh, anytime I play glasses or read on my phone, and I, I want to hold it closer than about two feet away, 
I gotta gotta put on the gotta old, get them glasses. Gotta put the, the readers on. You think of are they readers or are they prescription? They're readers. Okay. I'm just doing the, just a pair of little magnifiers at this point. Have you gone to the eye doctor? Not yet. Not yet. I need to. You should. I gotta get that point mm-hmm. scheduled. So. Yeah. Do that. Do that. So. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Hey. Hey. Do that. Do that. Hit him with that. Do that. Do that. Do you remember Major Pain? I do. I do. Uh, he was very good. Uh, the little kid at the end? No. Did you, did you do a little do, do that, that rap? Do that. Is that where that came from? Oh, I didn't know we were singing Major Pain songs. Well, that That's was cool. part of it. All right. I just couldn't remember any of the other stuff he, he did in it. David Wayans is a treasure. Yeah. That little kid was so adorable. All right, one more? Yeah. Rolling Stone has a list. On the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. AI Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, On the list that was made by a robot. Rolling Stone has the list of top 50 greatest superhero movies of all time. Here we go. All right. Zack Snyder's Justice League at number 50. Okay. This list is already crap. Well, I was going to say, does this include all of them? Because (laughs) that's the only reason this is on that list. Number 49 is Ghost Rider. Yikes. Mega Man should be higher. That's what everyone is saying is that Mega Man should be much higher than 40. Mega Man fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, It's got Scott Pilgrim versus the World at 46. Okay. Batman the movie at 44. That's the Tim Burton one? Nope. That one is not on this list. Fuck directly off. That is the Adam West. That is the Adam West. At 44. Cesar Romero. Whereas Jack Nicholson as Joker is nowhere on Burgess Meredith. Yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. Eartha Kitt. The Dark Knight Rises at 40. The Dark Knight Rises is the one with Bane. That is a horrible, horrible movie. Multiverse of Madness at 39. Which it's good, but it just got Well, then which one is the Batman? That is the one that just came out with Robert Pattinson. Okay. Did you watch that? No, I haven't. It is very slow and boring. Okay. Tank Girl and Did you also borrow that from a friend? Uh, no, that was on that's on HBO Max. Oh wait. Yeah. I'm fucking I'm so dumb. I did watch that movie. Yeah. That's how slow it was. That's how slow and boring it was. I fucking forgot I, I watched forgot. it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I have not seen that film. <laughs> Blade two is on I, here. I, I do think it's cool that Tank Girl's on here. Tank, Tank Girl thirty six is great. Tank, Tank Girl's Girl a, great is a movie. rad movie. That's the thing. This list has got some great but choices. It's, it's a weird movie, but it's rad. Hellboy 27. Hellboy is awesome. The Suicide Squad is the good one, right? Yes. Okay. That's a great movie. Um, Doctor Strange. Super the Crow Mar- is on here at 29. The Crow's good, though. I love The Crow, but it became very unpopular to like The Crow. Yeah, but that's only because how much goth kids got a lot of crap. Did you see the image of uh, Alexander Skarsgård as the new crow? No. Oh, it looks pretty good. Let's pull that up real quick. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm intrigued. <clears throat> Listen, I would be a goddamn liar if I was to tell you that there wasn't a good chunk of my life where, if you asked me my favorite movie, the answer wasn't the crow. <laughs> uh, yeah, big same. Um. I uh, really, really liked that movie for a long time. I don't, um, oh, maybe no, this one that's, here? No, that's not it. There's an official one huh. that came out. on like I saw it on Facebook. Weird. I don't know. If I run across it, I'll let you know. About to find that shit. Oh, with, oh with Bill Skarsgård. Wait, is it Bill? Yeah, I guess so. My bad. 
Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Why did I say that? Maybe not. I, I, I don't know. Maybe um I'm not still not seeing a picture. Huh. All right, well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Going back to our list, uh, we also have uh other things are on the list. Avengers Infinity War at 16, X2 at 17. Oh, here we go. Getting into the X-Men movies. We gotta talk about something here. Talk it. X-Men Days of Future Past at 13. That movie sucks. I don't mind it that much. Yeah, that's not bad. I found the, the, the image. For the listeners, I'm showing Hilton the image. Yeah, I don't know that that's official, though. I'm guessing that's not official. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Very cool. But yeah, but that would be a good look. Uh, that's very close to the original uh, Eric Draven makeup, though, which, I see, which uh, uh, just very much reminds me of Lee, um, Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, this list, though, does have Batman Mask of the Phantasm at 19, which, and that is a great movie. Um, it's got um, uh, Batman Returns at 24, which is a good choice. Guardians of the Shoot. Galaxy at 15. Captain America Winter Soldier at 18. Iron Man at 11. Incredibles at 10. I didn't hate Days of Future Past, but it should not be at 13. That's too high. It is a, it That's is, too high. It's not a good movie. That's too hard. Uh, and it is it is not it is not better than X two by any stretch. They gave into the spider into the spider verse some fucking props. That's that's cool. Let's go take a look at the top now. Sixth place into the spider verse. Fifth place the original Superman. Fourth place Avengers Endgame. Honestly, I mean, where's the original Avengers? Nowhere. Like, I love all these Avengers movies. They're all great. Number 41. Oh, yeah, 41. But the original Avengers is got to be the best Avengers movie. Like, Infinity Wars got those massive battles and you get to see everybody. Endgame's got the time travel and a truly massive battle at the end. And if you just want a massive battle, sure. But, like, the idea of the bringing together of the Avengers, that having that original five together to me, has more impact, or six or whatever it is, has more impact yeah. than the 400 people on screen at the end of Endgame. Fair enough. Even though it's a cooler-looking battle, and well, I get sure. to see stuff like Rescue. But, but and, that's when you get into, like, it, was it more fun or was it a better movie? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, Number three. Number three, Logan. You know I still haven't seen it. I liked it. I don't know if I'd put it that high, but I liked it a lot. And for what it sounds like, it sounds like it was a great movie, but really the best superhero movie ever. I just think number two, I'm 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 just flabbergasted. Really, number two, Spider Man Two, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man Two, Alfred Molina, second best superhero movie of all time. Right? I mean, it's good though. It is good. Alfred Molina was fantastic. He is a fucking treasure. He is a national treasure. He's wonderful. And then the number one film. I mean, he's not our. He, I don't think he, is he from American. I don't think. He's no, he, but he's still our treasure. We're he's a him. national treasure. Maybe yeah, not our nation, but yeah. he's, we treasure Let's him. Let's find out where, where Alfred Molina was. Born. I believe he's British. God, I don't even want to say. I've been wrong about everything today. I don't know. He anything. is English. He okay. Is English. Uh, uh, let's see. There we go. Born uh, in Paddington, London. Ah, oh, Paddington. Oh. That's fun. All right. Cool. Uh, but the uh, the number one film according to they Rolling made that Stone, bear. they did make that bear. According to the Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone making some <laughs> dumbness for my mother. Um, number one, Black, Black Panther. Panther. It was great. 
It is very fucking good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's great. Obviously, it was a massive uh, hit at the box office. Uh, they need to give us more. Wait, now is this? This is from Reddit. That now no no this is a Rolling Stone list, but someone on Reddit just put the list together so that we didn't have to scroll past all exactly. the bu- 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 bullshit. Yeah. Um. Although, what I guess maybe we might be missing in the bu- 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 bullshit is some of the context that they're using to get this list. We've done enough, but it's from Stone a robot, list. so fuck we it, fuck it doesn't make it never makes sense. Yeah, it never makes sense. Make it make sense, Rolling Stone. It, here's the deal: Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse should have won. Yeah. Yep. Best. Best superhero best movie superhero of all movie. time. Best superhero movie. I fucking love it. I mean, best superhero. If movie. it's on, I'm gonna watch it for sure every time. Best superhero movie. Calling it. Calling it. It's it, very good. It's into the Spider Verse. Oh man, that's toughy. Yeah, that's a toughie. I mean, cause, and I love Black Panther. Maybe Black Panther number five. But listen, listen, Avengers, Iron Man. We knew we were fucked when Megamind was 48. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly. everything's fucked. The fact that, that Justice League, Dark Knight Rises, Ghost Rider were even on, on this there. List. Yeah, and some of the things left off. Yeah. <laughs> no. no Howard the Duck. Yeah, no. <laughs> no Howard the Duck. It's the greatest. At least they didn't try to put that it's on the here. The greatest Marvel movie of all time. Hellboy should be higher. Uh, Let's see. Ba- uh, Lego Batman movie was not that good. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay at best. It's okay. I gotta be honest, the Lego movie. It's not better than fucking Megamind. No, it's not. I'm mad about that one. Yeah. That movie is good. Yeah. Batman Begins is good. The Crow is good. V for Vendetta is okay. It's a great story. It's not a great movie. Robocop is trash. Robocop is schlock. Like you could put it on the list, but it needs to be down at like forty-two. Yeah, it should be down at the bottom. If it's not forty-two or later, we 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 riot. And also, is isn't calling RoboCop a superhero kind of a stretch? That's true. Just because it was a comic book. He's a cyborg. Yeah, and he's a fucking cop. A R A B. All RoboCops are bastards. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a list. It's a list. That's a list. That's nope. a show. I'm a Hilton. You're a Mike. I am. We've done it. Well, we, uh, picks and plugs. We didn't, we got it. We can't not do the thing. We can't break uh protocol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be deloused. <laughs> not the delousing. <laughs> I'm fully loused. Oh, uh, I wish not to be deloused. Oh man. I don't know. Uh, picks, um, uh, uh, Love, Death, and Robots is still fantastic. Um, Star Wars Visions is fine if you want to see Love, Death, and Robots where it's just the exact same Star Wars story ten times. Um, that's not true. but I haven't started it yet, but I mean, uh, Only Murders in the Building Season 2 came out. I'm about to start out. that, yeah. and, and I imagine that's going to be a pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Umbrella Academy came out. Haven't started that yet, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um Everything everywhere. Go see it if you haven't yet. It was really good. It's or good borrow it from say. a friend. Borrow it from a friend. Borrow it from a pirate friend. Borrow it from a yank friend. Borrow a gun from a yank friend. <laughs> Remember your Bill Hicks. I don't know. Go listen to some Bill Hicks. Come out of the Starlight, second Friday of every month. I've got two thirds of a lineup. Maybe I'll tell you what it is. I can't tell you next week. We gotta get that shit booked. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah. What about you? Anything to pick? Anything to plug? Um, man, toughy. Uh, NBA 2K, play it. It's really fun. Uh, if you like basketball, oh. yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. 
We haven't been able to watch a lot this past like week. We've just, I mean, the news, baby. Sometimes it's all you can watch. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, when are they coming for the ones I love? That's our pick. Register to vote. Fucking A. I know what your next election is. And uh, stop voting for people that are targeting my trans teen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>